Welcome to On a Tangent Podcast. I'm Sam, joined again with my co-host, Beth. Hello. And today we're going to take a look at uh, an urban legend. Uh, We're going to talk about black-eyed kids, what they are, why they are, and why we're so damn afraid of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, had you heard of black eyed kids before I suggested the topic uh no not really I have seen the BEK reference before but I didn't even look it up to be honest so I don't have much exposure to this it's fairly new um so I've seen online multiple places say there's stories like dating back to like 1996 um the first time i heard a story about black eyed kids um is probably about seven years ago maybe 10 years ago um early podcast radio show uh, about like cryptozoology and whatnot and they had um this guy from abilene texas on like i listened to an interview with the guy that started the whole bek phenomenon um his name was brian bethel he's a, like a journalist at abilene texas and he was the guest on like this radio show and they did this whole thing about them and now like even to this day they still periodically will like do story time about like these bek stories and people going camping and seeing kids walking around the woods and all this weird shit and like at this point it sounds like creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound it's not like, you know, when people talk about seeing Sasquatch. Um which <laughs> that which has some you know legitimacy a little bit in a weird way. It honestly does feel more legitimate to me. Um so the original story of well let's let's let me rewind. So black-eyed kids these stories started coming out apparently in 1998 the first most people heard of them was early 2010s um and now there's stories that date back to the 1980s so they're like retconned into society even though no one talked about them until 2010 ish which is weird um no it's very much like you know, Berenstein, Berenstain Bears, and now everyone's like, no, I swear to God, in the 80s, it was this one, I now it's this one. I hate that whole like, thing. It's a terrible like you're series. I don't care. Oh, wait, the Berenstain Bears is a terrible series? Yes, it's trash. Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole thing about Bear. it's, it's for a whole other, <laughs> the Berenstain Bears is I'm a whole other I'm aware of the weird spelling distinction argument, but like, do we even give a shit? It's awful. Just burn it. Hey, that kid was a total turd. <laughs> they're all horrible. And they're drawn that kid's badly. A turd. And I hate them. No, it's a it's a whole weird it's a whole weird thing. Um But yeah, like they so black eyed kids are, are kind of retconned into the eighties. So now people now people are like, Oh yeah, in the eighties I heard this story and I went camping here and this weird thing happened. <laughs> um, which I think is stupid. Uh, normally in these stories the kids range in ages from six to sixteen. They're usually very pale. Um, they are out of place. So like uh, their hair or their clothing or even like the words they use are not uh they're out of time so there's an instance where like these little boys knocked on someone's door 
and they asked to use their telegraph. See, this is like, are we confident these are not just like bad Mennonite children or something? Because like I have encountered those in the wild and it was alarming. No, like that's the thing is like if they are real, like how do we know which is not just a bunch of like jackass kids with like really cool contacts? Or those scleral tattoos. A six-year-old with a scleral tattoo? Jeez. <laughs> Maybe they're undersized. We're not, like, asking for their school ID. Oh, my God. Like that um, like that kid from, like, just a few months ago, that family that, like, adopted that, um, I think she's, like, Ukrainian yes. child. And they found out she's, like, 21 years old. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. So these kids, they look out of place. They say weird things. They act like children of the corn. Um, they're very docile. They don't raise their voices. They talk very monotone, like, oh, my parents are here now. Oh, may I use your telegraph? Oh, can I come in? I sure am cold. Hey, mister, can I have a quarter? You know, it's real. They don't get mad or angry for the most part. Um, so yeah, they're calm and creepy are the words I wrote. Calm and creepy. Um, they have a fully black eye, so the iris, the sclera, everything, all black. Ugh, like an alien. Um, but in some stories, people say once they recognize that the children have fully black eyes, then the child's demeanor changes and they get a little more animated, a little more... Um, a little more emotive in their talking. Hey, we really need this. Hey, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. Um, and most people that tell stories also say things like they felt a heavy presence or I felt a heavy anxiety in the air. I felt truly frightened. Um, like unnecessary section of any fucking Walmart. This is, not I know unusual. that's, that just sounds like a bunch of people that have never worked retail. <laughs> so here's my thing, though. Didn't Children of the Corn come out in the 80s? Because this kind of seems like people are just scared of that movie. Like, and that's that's how it feels. Like, that's really how it feels. Um, because they it did. And so did Pet Cemetery. And, like, there's all, oh, like, hello. Children are creepy as fuck. I didn't need that reminder, man. Um, I'm going to have gauge nightmares. Oh, man. I actually really like the new one. I've seen that. We're going to need to talk about that. That's so good. John Lithgow. He's terrifying. He's just the best. He's just the best. And he's so good in that film. So, so good. So good. Anyway. So, um, the official first sighting that anyone ever really talked about um, happened in 1998 in Abilene, Texas uh, to a man named Brian Bethel, who I think he's like a journalist or an author he was downtown trying to pay a bill and he's like you know doing what people did before the internet and he was writing a check in his car and these <laughs> <laughs> i know right you drive to a place to make a payment with a check <laughs> um so like these kids walk up to his car and knock on the door and he describes them as being between 10 and 14 years old um and he said he immediately felt intense fear upon looking at these kids. Um, the boys were saying that they needed to get home and they were saying, like, they just need to get to their house. 
So they weren't even like, oh, take me home with you or, oh, do this. They were like, come on, mister. We just want to go to our house. Let us in. Come on. Um, and he made a comment. And I remember in the interview, he stressed a lot like they were trying to get me to verbally agree to let them in. Because, like he said, one of the little boys said, I can't come in until you let me in. See, Which, that's, this is my thing. Like, honestly, that seems so sketch. Also, okay, so 10 to 14 is not what I was picturing. Because a 14-year-old, I don't even feel menaced by because I would just straight tell them fucking no. You know what I mean? That, that seems older than I would have anticipated. Right. I mean, and I don't, I mean, here's, you know... A 14-year-old kid's not something that's so old that I couldn't be the mother of it right now. And so, like, no. I would tell that kid what to do. I'd be like, get the, get the fuck away from my car, you dummy. But apparently what happened is then he looks up and he sees, oh, my God, their their eyeballs are completely black. And when he notices that their eyes are completely black, they start to get a little more animated. And he said that he caught himself automatically starting to unlock the door. And he, like, snapped out of it. And um, then, like, one of the boys is, like, trying to, unlo- like, trying to, like, pull on the handles. And the other boy is, like, just looking straight at the ground. And the one boy is, like, let us in, mister. We don't have guns. You have to let us in. And he, I remember him saying something. And I, I've seen a few transcripts of the interview where he was, like, the when he was saying, we don't have guns, but you have to let us in, was a threat. Like, I don't need a gun. You have to let me in. That's such a strange interpretation, and it's super weird to me that the first iteration of this story happens during the daytime. That, I also agree with that. So then apparently he somehow broke the spell these random kids had over him, and he drove away, never to see them again, yada, yada, yada. And then a friend of his claimed, oh, I had an experience, too, all the way in Oregon, randomly. I can't find it anywhere, because I don't know the guy's name, so I don't know if it's as credible or not. (laughs) Um historically most stories of black eyed kids they never make it into the house they never make it into the car you know um like there's a story where like these like a lady was like up in the middle of the night feeding her baby and heard a knock at the door at like two o'clock in the morning and so she like put her baby down and started walking toward the front of the house and then she started hearing knocks on all her windows ew and yeah, and then when she got to the front door, there was a kid at the front door, and then she started hearing knocking in the back of the house, and like the kids were like knocking on the room, like the nursery, and yeah, like a whole thing, like a whole thing, and um, like the story's it's scary. Don't get me wrong, like that story scares the shit out of me. Like I'd pee my pants probably if that happened to me. But it's a normal intruder fear, and it's. N- uh, honestly, not unlikely that they would put a kid at the front door because um, a human being, an adult human, would feel compelled to help that kid. Yes. Which would allow other people to find egress into the rest of the house. Well, so that is a story I have heard, though. Is And again, right. this is another example. It absolutely is a, um urban legend that's more modern. But it, it's also happened. It's based on a real thing, uh, which is people being robbed because a crying woman with a baby or a child is banging on their door mm-hmm. and asking for help. And when they open it, they get robbed because there's a bunch of dudes right. in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, when I hear stories like that, I immediately think, like, well, that's just someone, unfortunately, using their kid. Mm-hmm. 
to drop the defenses of whoever they're trying to hurt. Um, but if if we're sticking with our cryptozoological dissection, um, the big thing going around for a while was like, what happens if these kids get in? What can they do to you? What are they? Could it be that these kids, you know, and so there is a story now that I found out of 2015. I'd heard this as well. This is probably a story I heard during that initial interview with Brian Bethel. Um, 2015, rural Vermont. This is a story of two elderly folks. Um, about 2 a.m. during a snowstorm. 2 a.m. is a very common time I see for these. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., dark. Unless it's like the first one where it's in the daytime. Or there's a few that happen in like the woods that happened in the daytime too like kids like just hanging out by like fishing spots but they're like dressed in clothes that are like not appropriate for the weather like dressing in shorts in the winter or parkas in the summer hmm. so like, but to it yeah that seems like a normal ghost story because like a lot of ghost stories they talk about you know it's kind of a paler figure the eyes are dark and blurry and just kind of indistinct mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but that seems like a really common thing that our brains do with stuff that we're afraid of or delusions. I mean, the human brain is meant to look for things out of place Mm -hmm. for our own protection. And so, like, I could very much see how, like, maybe a guy who went camping and maybe got stoned in the woods and sees a kid with a parka on running around might be like, oh, my God, that kid's crazy. When in reality, like, kids wear random clothes because they're absolutely, like, insane. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know... um, I know that's supposed to be completely black, which would be unusual, but especially since the age range is sort of skewed upward when we're talking about potentially 16-year-olds, it could just be that they've taken opiates or something. Their eyes could just be dilated. There's just so many, like, (laughs) there's so many normal things it could be. Right. Um, So so with this sighting, with these old folks... Uh, it's 2 a.m. during a snowstorm. Uh, the woman, I'll call her Granny, uh, wakes up to someone knocking on her door. And so she kind of looks out the window and she can see footprints leading from the road to her house. Um, but there's no cars or anything. Um, so she wakes her husband and the knocking continues. They go to the front door. Um, she says that there were two children around the age of eight years old. Uh, the little girl, she said, had very long hair with a bow. And the little boy had what she described when I read it. It sounded like a bowl haircut from like the early 90s. Um, and she said their clothes looked old, but didn't give a description. I don't know if that just means worn or outdated. I was going to say, these just sound like unfashionable children. Yeah. Um, The kids, when she opened the door, the kids just immediately said, our parents are on their way. So they do what an old granny and grandpa would do if two little kids showed up at their front door in the middle of a snowstorm. They let them in (laughs) and um, like are making sure they're warm. And so granny goes into the kitchen to make them drinks. And she notices that their cats are like staying far away from them. And like they're super nice cat. I'll call her sweet cat was like 
Such a good I name. I couldn't think of a cat. I couldn't think of a cat name off the top of my head. But their, like, super sweet cat was, like, hissing at them and, like, staying in the kitchen. So, um, as she comes back with the hot cocoa or tea or just, I don't know what she made them. I didn't ask. Um, when she comes back with the hot drinks for them and they're sitting there in the room with her husband, she notices their eyes. And she just said, she didn't say anything. She saw them and started feeling a little weird. And the children immediately say they have to go to the restroom. And without asking for where it's at, they just walk into the restroom. Um, as the kids walk out of the room, the husband starts to get a super bloody nose. So granny runs into the kitchen to get a towel. And on her way back, like as she hits the kitchen, all the lights go out. And so she grabs a towel, and as she's turning, she looks into the hallway, and the two kids are just standing in the hallway like a bunch of creepy assholes. And so um, she takes the towel to her husband. The power comes back on, and the kids just walk into the living room, and they say that their parents are there. And they just open the door, and they walk out. And uh, the old woman and the husband look outside and there's like an older car like sitting like idling on the roadside and two tall men in suits with hats are waiting for the children at the roadside. Um, The kids get in the car, don't say goodbye, and it drives away. So the Uh, weirdest part of the story, why do they go to the bathroom mm -hmm. together? Uh, Because they're creepy. (laughs) Like, that to me is the weirdest part of the story. Everything else seems super mundane and stupid. And I don't mean yeah. that shitty, but, like, it's like those half-remembered stories you have from when you were little. I can tell you this mm-hmm. really detailed, dramatic account of a dog that went to bite my sister and this whole situation. It's not real. I don't actually remember it. I've heard the story a hundred times. And then you kind of elaborate without meaning to. It's like everyone's a little hyperbolic. Well, and I mean, you only ever remember the last time you remembered something. Oh, that's a wonderful phrase that I'm stealing from you. 100%. No, no, like, that's the truth. That's how yeah. your memory works. No, I agree. That's fantastic. So, after these kids leave, Granny states that her and Grandpa continue having really severe nosebleeds um, with no known cause. They're not anemic. They don't have, like, hemoglobin issues. They don't have red blood cell issues nothing like that um within a year one of the cats had died in the home and the other three had run off and never came back um then the husband was diagnosed with aggressive skin cancer and passed away so the old woman is saying that because she let these kids in (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my, my great voice. So, um, could it be that these children were emitting a level of radiation in the vicinity of this old couple, which created a radiation poisoning effect, which both gave them cancer and caused their nosebleeds? Could it in fact be that their parents were not parents, but were in fact real life men in black? I hate you and I don't want to be your friend anymore. I've been watching a lot of ancient aliens. That was clear. Um, I knew immediately what you were doing. Actually, I've been watching for In Search of Aliens, which is Giorgio Tsoukalos' own show, and it's great. Wait, is that that horrible man with the big hair? 
it is. I, and he it, gives that weird great. little plane to everybody. I no, I, okay. I mean, it's great as in, like, I can turn it on and then do other things, and it's on in the background, and then I'm like, uh, no. But I still get to look at, like, cool archaeology stuff, but I don't have to, like, buy any of his nonsense. Um, you know, he goes, he likes to go to, like, Pumu Punku and Machu Picchu, and no, I like looking at those things. I just can't so go because I'm poor. angry. They go, like... Could it be that pyramids are ancient alien gas stations? And then immediately, like, ten seconds later, go, now that we've established that they... Like, asking the question is not establishing, you motherfuckers. But that's how you do a conspiracy theory. Also, we know that the pyramids are batteries. We'll do a whole podcast on it. I hate you so much. Um, No, what I actually love... Side note, tangent, haha. I... I found a great meme that was like, obviously the pyramids weren't built this way. And it was a picture of like the pyramids being built from the top down. Obviously where they were built this way. And it was a picture of the pyramids being built from the ground up. And then it was like, um, someone commented that like, you know, on ancient aliens, they always act like the construction of the pyramids is so weird. Like how could it possibly be that every side of the pyramid is divisible by pie? And then, you know, so they spend an entire 35 minutes or 40 minutes of the episode, like speculating why all these things are divisible by pie in a pyramid. How does that happen? How do they have that mathematic? And then you have ask like a, I don't know, archeologist who specializes in their buildings and whatnot. And he'll say something like, I don't know, Maybe they measured the sides of the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's so many simpler explanations. God damn it. Like, does it stop me from watching the episode? No. <laughs> you know what, though? I hear you because that frustrates me. Alien stuff irritates me. But I adore and will give so much room to cryptozoologists. See, I love it all. I love it all. And this is why we're even talking about this, because I'm intrigued by what people will explain these things as. So um, if it's obviously you and I are calling bullshit on black eyed kids. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, But there are people that have a lot of different theories. We've hinted at them being vampires because they have to be invited in. I at least like that Um, they're like spooky, unfashionable, bowl cut vampires instead of like the weird snick snicked true blood buffy vampires that's true they're more uh they're more uh nadja and laszlo's and less uh (laughs) yeah exactly um so then you brought up earlier could they be ghosts well okay so this is my thing them being children just children that show up and ask to come in it's I don't know the origin because I've heard it a million different times from a million different people from different cultures. But everyone's got a story about a crying girl who will try to get you to come to her home or bring her to yours. She's actually a ghost who wants you to die and be her partner in death. Oh, absolutely. It's super and, and common. It's super common. And especially in like Asian, like folklore stories. There's, you know, like, uh, especially in like weird, like 
Asian creepy pasta. There's this whole subsection of creepy pasta. They're like games you play. Like mm-hmm. you get on an elevator and you press this button, you press that button. A woman will get into the elevator. Don't look at her. Yeah, or you like know, even simpler. Like so when I worked at the casino um, overnights, you know, we were bored, so people would tell each other ghost stories to pass the time. And Hmong ghost stories are absolutely fantastic. Hmong and Lao are phenomenal. I can't pronounce oh, yeah. any of the words, so give me eight feet of room on this. But um, okay. I remember there's a particular story where, and I've heard it, you know, not just it happened to a friend of a friend, but people saying it happened to them specifically, um, where there's crying outside. The, the ghost will take the form of like a crying child or a cat. Like it's both things mm-hmm. it can change. So if you hear, Mm -hmm. like, a crying child outside or you go and look, if it's, like, a girl that's kind of indistinct sitting on your steps, get the fuck away from it. Because Mm -hmm. if you go outside, like, basically, this is going to be a really um, simplified interpretation, which is not fully correct. But essentially, it it can feed on your soul and pull your soul away from you, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a common trope. It absolutely is. So, I mean, yeah, it... They could be ghosts, sure. Um, could they be alien hybrids? I mean, yeah, in the sense that they could also be like a walking hot dog. Sure. I mean, it explain it explains why those kids were picked up by the men in black. <laughs> black is a fashionable it explains, color. It explains their gigantic black eyes. Um, I always, I chuckle when people reference real life men in black about being like men that dress like 1950s businessmen because it, it reminds me of the watchers and fringe i've not seen that you need to watch i think it's on amazon prime video no steven watched it, it and i hate it no it's five seasons no. it's got pacey in it he's great ew is that how you're selling this to me is joshua jackson no actually he's probably the least great character in the whole show but you said it's Pacey, really, and you trusted that I would I like understand who that was, and I'm so offended that I did. I know because I know how to I know how to rile you up. You're dead to me. Um, but no, like that's what it reminds me of. So I always chuckle when people like reference like real life men in black because it's literally like there's characters in Fringe that are essentially this. Uh, they're called like watchers or something, and like the main one that you get to know in the show, I think his name is September. It's been really long since it's terrible name. It makes sense if you watch it, actually. Um, Fringe is super cool because it's about like two universes, two timelines that are colliding. It's a whole thing. It's really cool. Um, it's terrible. That's not true. However, no, seriously, that's the one with the kid who's like an inventor, and he runs into the girl who's for like a cop from the future right no actually okay, maybe I, uh, the wrong show. Oh, I think you are just getting plot parts of it wrong okay quick synopsis fringe <laughs> um pay pacey pacey is not pacey you can't uh, say what's his pacey. name what's his name joshua joshua, joshua jackson, jackson. Okay, so he plays he plays a really smart guy. His dad is an inventor with, like, Harvard or something, right? And so his dad's, like, this super smart inventor, so smart that he went, like, a little insane. And so Joshua Jackson's, like, his son, who's kind of a screw-up, ends up being, like, a world-class con man. And he runs into an FBI agent who's, I think, trying to find his dad or something to solve this weird mystery and... It's a lot of science, which I, it's like 
really cool science fiction. I think it's pretty rad. It kind of reminds me of like X-Files and if someone made sliders who didn't hate the viewers. (laughs) (laughs) Because I watched a few episodes of sliders the other day because I was real bored because quarantine and oh man it's trash yeah um okay so i mean jerry o'connell can do no wrong no it's not him the other ones what are you talking about jerry o'connell can do no wrong no there's an african-american gentleman and an older gentleman that i liked i do know who you're talking about i forget their character names and i unfortunately don't know the actor names but i know who you're talking about um jonathan reese jonathan reese uh davies davies is in it Yes, so Gimli's in it. I was thinking. And then the other dude that you're talking about, I cannot, he's I can see him in stuff, my brain. He's a, who's that guy? I only know that one guy's name because he's Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's, I mean, he's in a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but oh, I, yeah. the other gentleman, he's a, who's that guy? I've seen him in other things, but I don't actually know his name. But I like him. He's very charismatic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, Just FYI, that show does not hold up. <laughs> at all, at all. Um, the man you're thinking of is Clevent Derricks. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I do like him though. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great actor. He is a f- superb actor. So if Pacey uh, is the star of Fringe, I have never seen it. I would have turned it off. That's not the one I'm talking about. Well, he's like I would say there's three main stars. There's oh, the I dad and the and the lady and Pacey, and the three of them hold it very well. Um... I, I think it's good. I think you should give it a shot. You you have to get through the first six episodes. Oh, no. So get- no. I'm not doing a six-episode, like, investment in a Pacey-led show. Can you give me three? Steven is gesturing to me quietly, saying, no, it's good. It's very good. And he's trying to pull no. it up on the phone. <laughs> it is... It's very, very good. I will, on the podcast, we won't cut this out, I will watch three episodes with you on Zoom. <laughs> Fine, but I get to pick something horrible for you to watch. That I oh my god, watch uh, Bone Tomahawk with me. I was about to say I'll watch Bone Tomahawk I'm with you. So happy, deal, 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 deal. Okay, um, okay. So these kids could they be demons? Now, they don't do before anything. you answer, but think about Bad Witch Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't think you watched this season, but I don't care. I've seen pieces of she, it. I have. She went super bad witch, and her eyes went pitch black. Well, that's a common thing. As soon as somebody is evil, you it know. Is. Yeah. Um, like West Borland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see your Pacey no. reference, and I race. Jesus. Um, so some people have speculated that they can tie the stories of black-eyed children to an Iroquois tale about the, I am not going to pronounce this, and I apologize, I couldn't find a pronunciation, the Otkan, or the Otkan, which is an evil entity that the Iroquois believed, um, would sire children, um, with women in the tribes, and then these children will be born with especially pale skin and solid black eyes. These children were then killed and burned to stop their resurrection because they were evil. Rude. Um, but it's also said that Octan could take over children if they were walking alone in the woods. So it was part of like a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't go into the woods alone because he's going to turn you into a weirdo and they're going to kill you and burn you. <laughs> um... 
which I, I find this very fascinating because I am we've talked about it before super fascinated with indigenous folklore um, and how American new American cryptozoology ties into that um and then people are saying like oh they could be csi or cia experiments because their skin looks fake or you know all this other weird stuff i don't see it um so what are what are black-eyed children i'm gonna three things uh they may have a congenital panocular eye defect which actually um the iris Ooh. is fully yeah no look at some pictures and it's like their whole their whole eye is just blown out and it can cause full blindness it can cause optic nerve issues and it can happen randomly they can be born with it it like totally screws their eyes um would it make their entire eye black no but uh you know who knows Um, yeah uh is it a hoax see see that's I really, really desperately want to make a Jaws joke, and I'm not going to because it's rude. But no, like, but I could see how someone saw that, like, kind of out in the wild. They may be like, oh, my God, that kid's bad. Yeah. Send it send it back to the kitchen. Well, it's bad. It's that whole weird thing where they say, like, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So if your eyes are fucked up, ergo, you're fucked up. Absolutely. Um, so I... I say, ultimately, honestly, I think black-eyed kids are creepypasta. I have a feeling that this Brian Bethel guy fucking made up a story about two creepy kids that startled him when he was writing a check in a vehicle. (laughs) I mean, he's a reporter. Maybe he's trying to make a name. No, and that's the thing is, like, I'm not saying don't be afraid of a 10-year-old, 14-year-old to be a little pushy trying to get a ride home. They're probably going to rob you. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you don't have to give birth to, like, the new internet meme. Just admit that they scared you when you were, like, writing out your Comcast check or whatnot. (laughs) You know it was Um, Comcast. That's why he was so unsettled. No, he was actually going to pay his cable bill. I remember that. Very distinctly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So... So, the reason we picked black-eyed kids, the reason we're dissecting black-eyed kids, though, is because there's something inherently wrong with bad children, um, and it makes everybody afraid of them. So, why are we as society afraid of creepy, bad kids? Um, and we've talked about it multiple times already, is that I think that sociologically, as adults... We are expected slash trained slash compelled to help these children. They're helpless without us. They don't have jobs. They don't have money. They don't have transportation. They can't cook for themselves. They are stuck. Yeah, they're stuck outside my house in the middle of a snowstorm at 2 a.m. scaring my cats. You know, like, I have to help these children. It's my duty as an adult human being existing on earth to help these children that can't help themselves so when you encounter a bad child a child who is looks scary or off or starts moving things with their brain it scares you more than if the kid was just throwing a regular old school tantrum because the kid is bad 
Well, I get that. And I think it's that thing, you know, it's a folkloric archetype. You see it in every culture. Everybody's got a story based on it. It's that inversion of innocence because they know that you wouldn't question it. Because even like, you know, I have a soft spot for elderly people. But like an elderly person banging on my door, I'm still going to have the concern that maybe they have a weapon. Whereas like a seven-year-old, not not really. Right. Children don't usually have the means to obtain weapons. But you're, but you're right, because I can think of other instances in folklore and scary stories where kids were used as a catalyst for fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the reason it fits so well is because, like, children are, are the literal innocence of our society. They are depending on your belief, but they're, they're, they're born without sin. They're born without malice. Children don't understand racism or hate or any of that stuff straight out of the womb. Those are all learned behaviors for the most part. And so when a child is quote corrupted as evil, they're not just bad kids, but it also reflects on our society so we are trained to stay the fuck away from a bad kid i think that makes sense and i also think like children have been a staple in horror for so long they're scary by themselves steven and i have joked that like if we ever decided we wanted to have children we'd adopt two little girls that look the same and teach them to sing that victorian nightmare song from horror movies right (laughs) it's a staple I mean, I've made a whole list of scary children and why they're scary. You've got, I mean, you just brought it up. The Grady twins from The Shining. Like, hello. Right. Samara, Um, the rain. Exactly. Carol Ann from The Poltergeist. Yeah. Uh, Damien from The Omen. Reagan from The Exorcist. That's a Um, bad one. Like, the reason these kids are so, like, the reason they're scary isn't just because they're children. It's because they're children and their evilness or frighteningness or scariness gives them power that far surpasses our adult power. Yeah, and I mean, there's that mind fuck in itself. And I think, like, it's the expression of our culture's vulnerability. Like, in all honesty, and I don't mean this horrible because you want, you want people to be okay. You don't want mm-hmm. anyone to be hurt. You think of yourself as someone that would help. But time and again, you know, there's that bystander effect and people are too freaked out to get involved a lot of the time. So it's that thing. You want people to be okay, but you don't actually want to help them. You just want them to be okay. So children right. are the one thing you you can't ignore. You can't. No. No. And, and and that's that's absolutely true. I mean, if you see, like, an older person who, like, it's actually happened to me before, um, where I was near my work, and I work in, like, a downtown area, and I was walking to my car from a store, and a woman who was probably in her 50s, like, beelines toward me with a cast on her arm, and is like, I need help doing something in my car. Can you help me? And I was like, no, I can't. I was like, no, I can't, but if you can wait, I can call one of my friends to come with me and we can help you. And she's like, oh, I'll just call my husband. It's that thing. Like, I love old people. I will help old people before anybody else, always. I I, I will mm-hmm. ignore people my own age a million times before I, I go help an old person. 
but like it has happened yeah yeah I know it's not polite but I like old people but no the thing is like I love old people but there is still that sense of like in real talk you can tell if somebody's frail a frail old person you're gonna go help uh, the, the lady with the cast, if she hadn't been quite so aggressive, you would have helped her. If it was, excuse me, ma'am, could you please help me, you know, just push this dog food into my car? For sure. But, like, can you follow me behind the dark building and maybe crawl into my car to get this in there? No, I've seen, I've, I've no. seen murder stories. No. Yeah, no. I listen to true crime podcasts. I watch a and E. I've I've seen the first 48. <laughs> I don't want to like, put I the lotion what, in the bucket, man. I, I've seen the movie. I'm not going to be a part of it. And that's the thing is if that scenario had instead been like a little kid, like, oh, hey, my mom was supposed to pick me up from school and she never showed up. And now I'm turned around. I work near a school. You bet my ass I'd be like, okay, kid, um, come hang out next to my car. What's your phone number? What's your mom's name? You're obligated. Let me see if I can help you out. Exactly. Because that kid can't get home from downtown. But that lady sure could. She could Uber just as much as I could. Yeah. You know, would I maybe stay parked in my car and wait for a tow truck to come show up for her, wait for her husband to show up? I'd probably do something like that while letting, like, I don't know, my boyfriend or my sister, somebody around me know, hey, I'm just chilling out in this random parking lot. Here's my location. I'm just waiting for someone to help someone who needed help. I'm not going to do it, but I'd just like to make sure it gets done. But a kid, I do feel obligated. Like, come here, little dude. Let's take care of you. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, honest to God, I think probably something something in that lady's mannerism alarmed you. Because I've seen you help mm-hmm. people. If they come at you and they're like, hey, excuse me, would you mind? You help. If they come up and are like, hey, come help me do this. Like, fuck no. There's that weird entitled thing that is alarming from people sometimes. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think, like, honestly, I would get murdered if there was an old person murderer because I would totally go. But <laughs> children, it is weird because you even even when a child's kind of a dick or, like, you do suspect that they're trying to do something weird you you don't feel like you can advocate for yourself in that scenario you do feel like culturally you have to step in right because if you don't help the kid you're an asshole beth you're such a dick you let that kid walk around downtown at four o'clock in the afternoon what's wrong with you i know you know even though i'm like but he like had a switchblade (laughs) i know you're like uh this i'm five foot three this kid was taller than me he had a tattoo under his eye (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, and and that's the thing is, I I think with this story, with the whole idea of black eyed kids, and and our looking at why we're afraid, like why children are so successful and being used to frighten us, like it's it's because kids in stories historically are. I, I literally wrote this fluffy heartstring pullers. <laughs> think about it in, in a non horror movie setting. When a child is there, like think of Dakota Fanning. Like, dude, that kid when she was a child actor, cute. it was like, oh, look how cute she is. Look how sweet she is. Like uh, Abigail Breslin in, in Signs. Like, oh, look how cute and sweet she is. And all of a sudden she's like, I can't drink that water. There's amoebas in it. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. Even Rory Culkin in that film. He's super adorable. He does a great job of pulling your heartstrings. Now, I use Signs, which is sci-fi, but I don't think it's very scary, so I wouldn't consider it horror. No, it's cute. But... 
but the kids are used to further the plot, but in like a fluffy heartstring way, like, oh my God, these poor kids, their mom died and now this is happening, you know? And so to see children or the idea of children in like a urban legend, like, you know, the, the black eyed kids, but to see kids used as the catalyst for fear, danger and pain runs totally opposite direction of how we're trained and so it is super successful yeah i I totally get that it's more creepy absolutely well it's like Um, it's like cujo or something it's not shocking that a dog would bite you that's not scary no but your beloved dog suddenly being like oh your your throat looks delicious it's way creepier because you trust it well i mean yeah i mean think about pets the reason you're gonna have pet cemetery nightmares tonight is because is because you watched a story where a little kid was used to make you frightened for your life. And he tricked me into seeing Zelda, which is the scariest part of the whole movie. <laughs> no, shut up. I'm genuinely traumatized. I really think you need to watch the new one. Um, Bitch, I watched it in fourth grade. I'm never going to be okay again. I mean, I don't... I, I want to talk to you about the new one because they do make a change... And I actually think it's better. I know I know what it is. It's the girl, not the little boy. Yes. I've Googled it extensively. I'm just too scared. <laughs> I think I think it's better. And I think it's better. And I'm only reason that I'm spoiling it and I'm gonna talk about it is because I think it really highlights what we're discussing in that so Gage is scary. Don't get me wrong. Like the the little he's that kid from kindergarten cop. I don't know his name. Yeah, he's where cute. he's like, boy. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Now, now our podcast child. is going to get reductive. Pulled. You know, so um, like he he was scary because he's like this super innocent, teeny tiny like baby. Yeah. Like he's a zombie baby. Like think of Dawn of the Dead, the the remake with the zombie baby. Like that was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Think of um, oh that little girl, yeah, train spotting, yeah, and then or, or oh, the baby that they have like spotting. in the mall too. Um, I think of train spotting when he's having that dream and the baby's, you know, the, the baby that had passed away is up on the ceiling. Like they're using That's children awful. to elicit fear. Yeah. No, it is. And it's frightening. So in the new pet cemetery, they, they bring back, they kill and bring back the older child, mm-hmm. not the baby. And at first when I saw it, I do think I that makes sense because then she can talk. And that was the thing is like at first when we saw it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this going into it. And then we're watching it. And as we walked out, like I was talking to her and I was like, that's actually scarier because she like was sentient. She was like, I don't know why I feel funny. Daddy, why am I dead? Daddy, why is this happening? And she's like, Daddy, I'm just so cold. Can you hold me? Oh, hell no. Dude, which makes her even scarier when she goes to Judd and she's like, hey, Judd, I know what you did to your wife. We're gonna need to talk about this more detail. I, later. I, I don't remember. No, maybe she says something like, "I know what's happening to your wife," or I, because what what they insinuate in the original even is that Judd buried his wife in the cemetery. <gasps> really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the original, and I'm 99 percent certain it's in the book, and it's absolutely in the new movie. I've never read the book. I'm too scared. Uh, yeah, don't. It'll fuck you yeah, up. I'm going to now because now I'm curious. But I, but I mean, it's quarantine, so go for <laughs> it. Just be terrified and sad in my house. I mean, nothing scares me anymore. Are you serious? 
dude, it's, dude, it's intense. It plays, I think it plays so much better than the first one because I, it's more believable that she can inflict so much more terror in people because she's more sentient. She has better speech. She has better mobility, motility. She can move. She's faster. She's more cunning. If this and is a sales eight. pitch, I'm buying it. I told you, it's great. Okay, so I will absolutely watch it because we're going to have to talk about it now because I'm genuinely disturbed. And honest to God, if I have nightmares about Zelda, we aren't friends anymore. I mean, I also think it's better because in the first one, the wife is played by Tasha Yar. And I love that. She's she's not the best actor. actor, She's not bad. It was. No, she's not bad. They're all bad in that movie except the one, the Herman Munster gentleman. Yes. In the new film, I don't remember who plays the mom, but she's really good. But the dad is played by the cherub-faced brother from Brotherhood. I love him! Yeah. I, mean, I like how you know exactly boys. what I mean. You know why? He looks like the statue of David. No, he does. Yeah. He looks like the In David. In an alarming way. Like, because a human shouldn't look like that. Like, no, like it makes me uncomfortable. But he's super cool. Because I feel like I've seen him naked. I get that. He's very good. We need to watch that- Brotherhood again. Damn. I think I literally just threw the DVDs away. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, we need a trash pickup. Who's the actor from Freaky shit. Links that we love? Ethan Embry? Yeah. Yeah. We need to watch it. Get our Ethan Embry fix. We just watched something recently with him in it. Really? Yeah. Girl, can we watch Blind Freaky Spotting. Links again? You know, I might have the DVDs hidden somewhere. Oh my god. If you have you remember that? I love you forever. Do you remember when I did that? Vaguely, yes. Do you remember when I did the fanfic thing? No. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, new plan. New plan. Fuck Pet Cemetery. Let's watch Regulix. <laughs> I will find, I will try to find it. I will try to find where it's streaming. I will try to figure out how to find it. I just, I need you to clear your mind of your expectation of Freaky Links no. because it's not good. It's good. Freaky Links no. was good. It's not just not good. It wasn't shown in order. It wasn't completely shown. They like, they, they fireflyed it. Uh, that's what I mean though, is they ruined it. The show was good. Yeah. No, but also, like, the premise is kind of cheesy. He's, like, trying to find his, his missing twin brother. But they, like, never actually do anything. Well, they couldn't. They ran out of time. They canceled it. And that's why I wrote my fanfic. I love you now. I forgot about that. It was interactive fanfic. We've been friends an embarrassingly long time. <laughs> I'm I'm putting it on the internet because I'm not editing. I'm not going to edit this out. I made a MySpace fanfic like a whole fake myspace profile i made like a what's it called like when they do that like an augmented reality fanfic copyright i started that (laughs) i started that i need to start i need to start talking to my lawyer (laughs) oh my god i'm so excited now i forgive you for the pet cemetery shit i'm gonna go through today start sending some cease and desist orders (laughs) get on it I need some of that merchandise, man. They can just pay us in that, all right? <laughs> this is my intellectual property. Get out of here. Ethan Embry has to, like, just do monologues from the show for us. 
Dude, no, but we just, uh, Austin and I, not just watched, we watched it a while ago, um, a movie called Blind Spotting with David Diggs in it. Who? And it is David Diggs. What do you mean, who? Who? Who is that? Um, he oh, only God. plays Lafayette in Hamilton. I love and him. He's Wait, in the Snowpiercer show that's just, yeah, he's in Hamilton. He's Lafayette. I thought you were talking about Lafayette from True Blood because I'm an asshole. Uh, no, no, no. Read no, something. What's his last name? Diggs. D-I-G-G-S. Is the Snowpiercer show any good? I have not oh, watched it. I have no I've idea heard okay guy things is. about it. He's phenomenal. He's great. He's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. He's a great rapper. He's in like the last season of The Incredible Kimmy Schmidt, and he's hilarious. Um, but he's in this film, and it's super dramatic, and it's super like on the nose with like socioeconomic situations that are going on right now especially in the oakland area where it's based but ethan Embry plays a police officer in it and he is actually so incredibly good like the last five minutes of the film i was just bawling my eyes out i don't want to cry it's heavy but it's like a good heavy he was in i don't know if that makes any sense um, okay, well, your <laughs> opinions are terrible in this episode. <laughs> no. That's no, like a your furry calling card. I don't like it. Bad. <laughs> no. Uh, Zootopia was hilarious. Ew. You were just, just the most wrong. You're questionable. I don't like you anymore. No. No, 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 no. Okay. This is a bad time. <laughs> Okay, so now this the plan. Is a ba- I'm having a bad time, Beth. <laughs> okay, new plan. I'm going to watch Pet Cemetery. You're going to watch Bone Tomahawk. I have to watch three episodes of Fringe. Ugh. And we're never going to say Pacey again. I mean, I keep forgetting his name, so I keep wanting to call him Pacey Jackson, which sounds like Percy Jackson, which is a whole different thing that's not even related to it. Correct. Okay. Bad time. I'm going to have to do, like, a Battlestar Galactica cleanse after that shit show. Ugh. Yeah, no, I... Wait, which which shit show? After Stupid Ass Fringe. Oh, no, no, no. You're going to be fine. Battlestar Galactica's I mean, perfection I, right up until the last episode. Oh, no, I'm not fighting with that. What I'm saying is I think you're going to like Fringe more than you think you're going to like it. But I do appreciate that you already have planned a palate cleanse. Um, <laughs> because I'm going to watch Bone Tomahawk probably at work and then feel really weird about it You can't watch it at work. You need to focus. I can watch anything at work. I can't watch anything at work. I'll probably end up watching it at home. If people come in, yeah, you'll do the dismissive French aristocracy wave if they come in and you're watching Boat and Tomahawk and you'll get fired. I'd be like, uh, don't bother me. I'm watching a man eat another man. No, it's so good. Come on. No. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm going to watch it because you've literally been bugging me to watch it since it came out and you're not the only person. Today. But I, I don't think I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna have a favorite movie feeling about it. You know, at I, all. honest to God, it's much better than you think. There's about three minutes of gore. Everything else is golden. Can I instead watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs a second time and just say I watched Bone? I don't Hawk. know what it is, and I hate it. So no. <gasps> no, you need to watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. What's wrong with you? You can Who pick are Fringe you? or Buster, whatever. How is how is how, Stephen not made you watch that yet? What's because he loves who me are you? and he doesn't want me to be in pain because it sounds terrible oh. just from the title. Uh, no, it's really good. There's a there's it's like um like four or five different stories and like set in the old west, and one of them is this old man who's like a goal. He's like um 
uh, oh, what's it called? Like panning for gold. And he goes, like, I'm going to find you, Mr. Pocket. Mr. Pocket, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get my gold. And it's like super cute. Is it like scary or like Deadwood or no, something? No, there's no, um, there's no, there, none, no part of it's scary. But is it like Deadwood um, where it's still good and based in? No, no, really it's cool? really, it's a really good, it's just a really good Western. Yeah. I'll watch it, but I'll hate but, it. I don't think you will, but. <laughs> All right, so our verdict is black-eyed kids bullshit. are creepypasta. Yeah. They're full bullshit. Total bullshit. Um, kids are scary because adults are expected to take care of them, but any adult who's ever met a child will tell you kids are scary as fuck. They will wake up from naps and look like robots and then randomly cry because they need watermelon or something. And they steal like, and they lie. <laughs> kids are inherently scary because they do scary shit like they'll be like oh when last time i was alive i was a fighter pilot i hate when people believe their children listen he also said that he was catching starbursts and putting them in his pocket don't believe this child he has no validity unreliable witness unreliable 100 (laughs) percent. so kids are scary but they definitely aren't uh they're not black-eyed kids those are just creepypastas Correct. Believe. Signify. All right. (laughs) So uh, thanks for taking this journey with us as we dissect the story of the black-eyed kids. Um, And uh, we rate them shitty creepypasta at that. Um, If you liked this episode, please rate our podcast subscribe to us we are getting more subscribers there's at least 17 people that aren't the two of us that are listening to us which is alarming i judge everyone else so thank the 17 of you who think we're moderately funny or maybe you're making fun of us i don't care sorry your quarantine's Um, been rough (laughs) yeah ours too don't worry um but thank you for listening subscribe and rate you can find us on instagram and facebook uh at on a tangent pod our email is linked in the show notes if you want to talk about black eyed kids if you've had your own experience with creepy children that have funky looking eyes let us know um that might elicit some really weird responses yeah i was like "Mm." (laughs) if you have a scary child story tell us if you think you know why skids skids <laughs> the worst kind of. We're joke. not talking about. We're not talking about Letterkenny, but we can. Uh, um, if kids scare you too, and you think you know why better than we've already told you, go ahead and tell us about that too. Um, other than that, we're gonna sign off for the night, and uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode shortly. About bone tomahawk. All right, bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs>